Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Trump and BLM are sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I and gee, what the hell am I talking about? Well, Vivek Ramaswamy also apparently loved himself some COVID segregation and tyranny, <clears throat> allegedly. And we've got even more evidence that Chicago is really run by the teachers union by proxy, of course. I mean, what is some seed money for a mayoral pet project, I, I mean, some grift amongst friends and relatives. Am I right? I mean, what is what is more American than that? Yes, folks, I'm Andrew Coppins. This is your Thursday edition of Critical Thinking. Ah, yes, a little sip from coffeebrandcoffee.com to get me going. That's right, folks. It is the holiday season. And I just want to point out a few things that you can do to help support us during this holiday season. Support this show. Support the number one critical thinking show in the entire world. Guess what? The vast majority of it has nothing to do with you spending any money. Simply make sure you are following or subscribing to the podcast wherever you are listening. Make sure you have that. You hit the plus button or the subscribe button if this is the first time that you are listening to us. Thank you. We really appreciate that. And then secondly, you can follow on X or Facebook at The Coppins Show. Or thirdly, go to the Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. That's right. That's the Rumble channel where you can see the show every single day. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Hit that, uh, hit that follow or join button, I believe it is. You can also join us on the Critical Thinking Locals community, criticalthinking.locals.com, where we will post this show every single day, the, the link to the Rumble show. And you will be able to go ahead and... And uh, support us there financially if you want for as little as, I believe, $3 a month. But anyway, the point of all of this is to say you have the ability to support us however you want. You don't even have to spend money to do it. And believe you me, simply following, leaving a rating or a review or both actually help grow this program. 
And that's as simple of an ask as I can give to you this holiday season. Now, beyond that, you also have the opportunity to do what I do, sip from some coffeebrandcoffee.com coffee. Yes, go to coffeebrandcoffee.com where they care about great coffee at a reasonable price and not your politics, their politics, or anything else. Just straight up care about coffee. That's it. Fresh roasted, fresh done for you coffee over at coffeebrandcoffee.com. Enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout. Again, that is the promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout at coffeebrandcoffee.com for 10% off of your purchase today. All right, with that out of the way, folks, I promised you I was going to talk about Trump and BLM sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G, and, well, here it is. From Truth Social yesterday, Donald J. Trump, at Real Donald Trump, spoke with Mark Fisher yesterday, a great guy, very honored to have his and BLM's support. I've done more for black people than any other president, Lincoln, question mark, including 10 years of funding for historically black colleges and universities where they had none, opportunity zones, criminal justice reform, and much more. Thank you to Mark. Okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to take the second part of that statement first here and just simply say this. Of all the things that you could point to about, uh, quote-unquote, helping the black community, and I hate these monolithic gestures and... Everybody in a group is, is everybody who has a certain characteristic has to be boxed into a group. No, we're individuals with individual tastes, with individual hobbies, with individual wants and needs and everything in between. And we are better off treating everybody on a one-on-one basis instead of as if they are some sort of a monolithic being. But... That notwithstanding, the actual best case Donald Trump could have made there was simply saying, hey, remember when you were prospering instead of going back into poverty? Remember when during my presidency, your wages were actually increasing for reals? Now, prior to COVID, of course, but you had more money in your pocket. Black people were growing more wealthy than at any point in time in American history. And the unemployment rate for black people was at its recorded lowest, period, point blank. That's the case. You don't need to talk about the rest of that. The rest of that is all ancillary. Remind people of prosperity over poverty, but all of that notwithstanding. Did you notice in the front part of that, Mark Fisher's name, and then the endorsement of BLM? Wait, what? Uh, um, BLM Inc.? You know, uh, the, the ones that were attempting to burn the White House? Oh, I mean, Washington, D.C., down to the ground, and cities all across this country to the ground in 2020? The, the, that group that, that hates you is endorsing you for president in 2024. What? Oh, Mark Fisher, he's the head of Rhode Island's BLM chapter. He endorsed Donald Trump for president and the endorsement of BLM Rhode Island. 
Okay. So naturally, the cult of MAGA forever sees that we're totes going to win in 2024 because y'all, the black vote is going to make all the difference in the world. Are we going to fall for this canard again? Are we doing this? Are we slipping on this banana peel? I just, are we, are we really doing that? Are we going Mario Kart on this? I, I, I just, because the last time we were told that black people were going to support Donald Trump at an even better rate because of the things that I had mentioned, which are positive things to be mentioning because it, it connects on an individual, not a monolithic level. It conjures up, hey, remember in 2017 and 2018 and 2019 as we were coming to a peak of, hey, we were getting more money in our pockets and we were more prosperous. Remember that time? Prior to COVID, when things were pretty dang good for us and we were we were doing better and then it all went to hell in a handbasket, but we were doing better. Remember those conjuring up that individual feeling is a good thing. But in 2020, we were told, well, but Donald Trump's gonna get like 20% of the black vote and and that's gonna totes win. Who who's the president right now? Oh, that's right. Not Donald Trump. And uh, did, did he get 20% of the black vote in, in any of the states that mattered? No, no. But here we are with Fox News because more polls. We, the polls, the polls. We're doing this. We are. If you are in the MAGA Forever crowd, this matters to you. From Fox News. A New York Times Siena College poll this month raised alarm bells for Democrats after it found Trump had reached an unprecedented level of support from black voters in battleground states that President Biden won in 2020. Black voters in Nevada, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin are now registering 22% for Trump, up from 8% in 2020. We're doing this. But, but the polls, the polls versus reality, this is... This is the dichotomy that I don't understand. I do not get how you can look at this and go, wait a second. These same polls are telling us allegedly that uh, Donald Trump has a 50 or 60 or 40 point lead on Ron DeSantis, except for, wait a second, let me do the math of adding up everybody else's support that that doesn't work. And then in Iowa... Um, it's a caucus state, so your first and second choices matter. And, and when you add the two together, oh, wait. And then there's also 33% of people who are not totally sold or locked into Donald Trump as their first choice. Oh, wait. We don't want to pay attention to that. Just the, the top level, the polls, the polls, the polls. You, you The same polls who told us that uh, uh, Michaels in Wisconsin was going to beat Evers. Tony Evers, excuse me. Who, who's the governor of Wisconsin again? The same polls that told you Doug Mastriano, the same polls that told you Carrie Lake, the same polls that told you this, 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 this across the country. And every one of them was wrong. Why? 
Every one of them wrong to the Democrat side, with the exception of one person, by the way, ironically. Trump's main rival for the GOP presidential nominee or nomination here in 2024 won Ron DeSantis, in, in which the polls told us things were going to be much tighter, much tighter, much tighter, and then Ron DeSantis blew the ever-loving doors off of uh, Andrew Gillum. I, I, I just, I, I don't get it. I, I just don't understand it one bit. I just, I don't know what to tell you if you actually think that these polls are anywhere near accurate or that they don't tell you a narrative that they want to lull you into. How many times do we have to show you that they want you to believe something so that they set up a winning formula on their side? lest you forget that the vast majority of these very polling institutions have a bias, a narrative, a candidate, whomever, or an issue that they want to win. I, I, I just, what are we doing with the, oh, the polls? But let's get back to the BLM support of Donald Trump. I'm going to say this. I don't also understand why Donald Trump would ever want to associate with BLM as a brand, whether we have the ability to discern that BLM Rhode Island is different than BLM Cincinnati, which is different than BLM Chicago, BLM Illinois, BLM Inc., blah, 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 blah. I'm going to say that. Attaching yourself to the brand of BLM is really dumb because it conjures up BLM BLM Inc. and the summer of 2020. And most people have very negative opinions of that, whether they actually are of the right, the left, or the center, especially the center and the right, have very negative opinions of those three letters, period. Now, I will say this, Mark Fisher, whom Trump got that endorsement of, I also have some questions if Mark Fisher understands what BLM Inc., which is the chapter that he represents uh, for Rhode Island, if he understands what BLM Inc. actually stands for. Because in that Fox News article, they go on to tell us that um, Mark Fisher supports uh, family values and the nuclear family um, yada, yada, yada. While BLM Inc.'s own mission statement literally says it looks to destroy the nuclear family, believes in community parenting. It believes in socialism, Marxism, yada, 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 right? Now, we also know here on this program that there are autonomous BLM organizations all over this country like the one that was in Ohio that endorsed uh, Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen in their bid for the presidential, uh, in their bid to, to become president and vice president in 2020. And by the way, they are former guests on this program, friends of the program. We called them and asked them all about that support from BLM. And hey, different organizations within that structure had very different values, which I found interesting. But what type of individual has the ability 
when they're working nine to five and then going home for an hour and then working some night shift somewhere because they need to make ends meet for their family because suddenly everything is insanely expensive and life has gotten really difficult and maybe only one person is earning a living in the household, right? How, how many people have the time to sit there and go, oh, this BLM organization is good, and but this one's bad, but this one's bad, but this one's good, but this one, this one, this one, this one. It's all dumb. It is all dumb for real dumb. So let's not do that. BLM's reputation, most of its reality is openly Marxist and communist. It's interested in the destruction of the nuclear family, as I pointed out. Most people see those three letters and say, no, no, we're not doing that. So you're, you're out there touting BLM's support? You're out there touting the things that government gave to this monolithic group as if everybody has benefited from that instead of saying, hey, again, we, we did what? Oh, we had more money in our pocket. We, we were more prosperous. We were less in poverty. Hmm. And by we, it, me and my family, all of that notwithstanding, this also isn't the flex that uh, Donald Trump and the, the MAGA forever cult want you to think it is from a mathematical standpoint. The math does not add up. The reality is, according to the last census, that black people make up about 13%, a little over 13, it's like 13.3 or 13.4%, of the American population. Now, you're going to go from not 10%, but 20%. So you're going to double your support. Here's the problem with that. There are not enough black people in this country to suddenly make that the difference. Now, we also don't live in a world in which we have a national popular vote, nor should we, by the way. But furthermore, let's say you get double the number, right? 10 to 20%. Um, 2022 in Florida. Uh, what, what happened to the black vote in that state? In an election in which they whipped up every sort of racial accusation they could against uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, they showed up in fewer numbers, not more. And um, they showed up more for Democrats than they did prior to that. No, well, well, that's Ron DeSantis. Right, okay. But Georgia? Are you going to find 30,000, 40,000 more African-American votes? Wisconsin. Pretty white. Like, really white. Uh, where are you going to find the extra 10% vote? And, and, and also, wait a minute. Then there's also hundreds of thousands of votes in other states, other swing states that, that need to be made up as a difference. The math is not there. You would have to flip it not from 10 to 20%, but from 20 or 22% to 80 
or 82% for that number to matter. Why? Because the Democrats don't even care. They don't go out there and, and really go after that vote anymore. They don't because they know that they've, they're locked in at 80%. It turns out that it is the Hispanic population that they need to turn out and flip into their numbers by a larger degree. If we want to go th- through the monolithic of, of actual election data, that's the reality. Also, you need to get white suburban uh, moms to vote at a much higher rate than the non-college-educated white voter in very specific areas, in very specific states, to, to make the math work. Simply put, there's no mathematical possibility that somehow this number, this massive increase in support is mounts to an a hill of beans of changing anything demographically when it comes to the vote in 2024. It doesn't matter. There's not enough vote totals out there for this to work. Apart from an absolute flip-flop of the vote tallies where black people are voting 80% for the Republican Party. That's the reality of all of this, folks. Can we just stop falling for this canard? Can we agree that anyone that is, by the way, coming to our identities and our ideas of liberty, family values, prosperity over poverty is a good thing? That anybody doing that? Absolutely but simply trying to manufacture something because you need somebody, you need to elevate somebody, you need this reason for somebody to win an election, this is nuts. Trying to manufacture as if this is, everybody in BLM is now a a Donald Trump supporter. We need to grow this organically. And that's been the hard part but do the hard work to grow that organically, to bring them to the ideas of prosperity versus poverty, to bring them, hey, I care about your liberty just as much as mine and and, and that person and that person in the room and that person in the room. I, we need one-on-one, individual. That's what we need. Now, to be honest, here in Chicago, anecdotally, I've heard a ton of people in in circles around here talking about F. Joe Biden, especially in, in black communities and in the barbershops of the city, okay? But that same very group that says F. Joe Biden went out the last time they had an opportunity to vote here in Chicago and did what? They didn't vote for change at all. Instead, they voted for for. Well, Donald, well, not Donald Trump, but for Joe Biden on steroids and Brandon Johnson. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, there are other, you know, demographics that play, you know, Brandon Johnson being black and, and all of that, but they don't like what Joe Biden was doing to them, quote unquote. They didn't like where their wealth and prosperity and their potential and their opportunities existed, yet they voted for exactly the same thing, even more of it and even harsher of it when they had an opportunity to. So when I compare that to what the polls are telling me versus what I know on the ground here in a city that has a large African-American population and the reality of math, period, point blank, where does this matter? Where are we suddenly, what is your obsession with this from the MAGA Forever cult? I don't get it. Now, speaking of obsessions here, we need to move forward. So let's talk about Vivek Ramaswamy suckling at the teat of government while preaching segregation. What pray tell am I talking about with Vivek Ramaswamy and segregation? Well, it was in the name of medicine, of course, and and totes benevolent, just like his pal Donald Trump was just being totes benevolent to the American people while, you know, making sure to put his thumb on the scale and use the bully pulpit to tell all the governors to lock down. And thank you to Brian Kemp and Christy Nome and a few others that said, ah, hell no, all the way. And then thank you to Ron DeSantis who said, yeah, no, I I'm watching the data and none of this is making sense. So I'm going a different direction and actually critically thinking instead of just monolithically going where they were going and, and never paying attention to anything outside of the, the narrow window in which they exist. That's real leadership, by the way. Being able to change course when given more information that actually bucks what you were doing and says, hey, you know what, we got to go over here instead of over here. All that notwithstanding, I want you to listen to Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, this report came from Pedro Gonzalez, and, and Pedro is an absolute Ron DeSantis supporter. And I want to be clear on this, that this is information that is verifiable. This isn't just somebody's opinion. This is absolute verifiable information, mainly from podcasts and articles and interviews and things that Vivek Ramaswamy said, did, or whatever, on his own volition. So while, yes, the source of the reporting is somewhat biased, I take the bias away in so much as does, the, does that person have the evidence to back up the claim? And I fervently believe it because, um, well, we've got him in his own words. Could we tolerate a national system in which certain people on the basis of a biomarker are segregated 
to say you can't go back to normal life where certain people get a head start? Is that an inequity we would tolerate? I personally think that it is better than the status quo. If we can send 10 or 20% of the people back on the basis of having immunity that's proven on the basis of a lab-based result that's now available, that's a good thing, and everyone stands to benefit from it. So everybody else gets – so that 10 or 20%, what he is basically saying is if, if you had COVID or, or tested positive for it or whatever – as long as we can verify that, you get normalcy. The rest of you, you get re-education camps, get your vaccines, and we're going down this other road, blah, 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 blah. And the only way that you get to obtain normalcy, here's what I would have done if that was the case, by the way. I would have hosted COVID party after COVID party after COVID party after COVID party, just like when you were kids, the chicken pox party, right? All right, we're all getting it, and we're all we're all getting back to normal. I'm half joking on that, but I mean, if that were the case, what other way for, oh, take take the mRNA vaccination, you simps? Now, Gonzalez reported not just on his COVID tyranny, but links to the ear of one Donald Trump through Jared freaking Kushner, by the way, as he notes here, that Jared Kushner is close friends with Vivek, they dined together at Trump's golf clubs, and as senior advisor to Trump, Kushner pushed a national coronavirus surveillance system around the same time, quote-unquote, that Vivek said that he was talking to policymakers about doing exactly that. Now, what was Vivek's company also doing? Datavent, by the way. Oh, um, <clears throat> currying favor because um, other things in the story. In February of 2020, Datavent announced that a George W. Bush-era FDA commissioner had joined its advisory board. And then in April, so let's do, do the math two months later, the Wall, uh, Wall Street Journal reported Datavent was talking with at least one federal agency about the uh, patient coronavirus database. That agency... The FDA. Nothing to see here. Don't don't worry. Nothing to see here. Not at all. Oh, and then Datavent, Vivek's company. Yeah, um, they also were pushing for public-private enterprises. You know, on the up and up, of course, to gain access to your medical records. Only, of course, to to track COVID. Totally siloed. I'm not kidding you. That was a thing. The Wall Street Journal reported Datavent was spearheading, quote-unquote, an effort to create a registry of COVID-19 patients by pooling medical records from across the country. From the article, several healthcare and software companies are seeking to create a registry of COVID-19 patients by pooling medical records from across the country, aiming to study how the disease is spreading, which population groups are most vulnerable, and how effective proposed treatments are. People familiar with the matter said San Francisco-based Datavent Inc., which specializes in compiling medical data from a variety of sources, began spearheading one such effort in late March. One of the people said, all of this, by the way, coming with what? Public-private partnership. Literally the antithesis of anything that libertarians, let alone conservatives, 
should believe should be a thing. Now, I have long talked about how our COVID data was garbage from the beginning, largely because we didn't have some sort of uniformity to how and what constituted from COVID, with COVID, all of the data being what it was. It was very hard to sift through it. Do I believe that there could have been a company that could have stepped into the void to help us stratify the data and make it make sense from the perspective of what does this actually mean? Like if state A is reporting this, okay, it actually, here's the real standard and and it falls into this category versus the category they have it in. And, And what does it really mean from a national perspective? Do I understand wanting to study the data and understand the implications of COVID and, and all of those things? Absolutely. I do. I get it. But here's the problem. They wanted full access to medical records. They wanted to spy and have access to all of your personal medical data. And I am telling you right now, the government would have had that access. And no way, no how is that something I want the government having access to, period, point blank. Get out and stay out. Just Vivek wanted COVID tyranny was suckling at the teat of government. Not because the program was good or the idea was good, but because it was profitable. The very thing that we say we need to be against is the very thing that one of the top three or four leading candidates, depending on more poll that you listen to or watch or read or whatever, the very thing that, that that was supposed to be antithetical, right? He wanted to do. We're, we're courting BLM, right? Team GOP. One of its nominees is courting endorsements of BLM. Whether we recognize its autonomy versus what BLM Inc. stood for, because apparently BLM of Rhode Island stands for nothing that BLM Inc. stood for, which is wildly strange. So we're either that or one of our candidates believes that suckling at the teat of government when you are a private business is not just good, it's right. And then I'm going to give you an example right now, folks, of what it's really like when you have to suckle at the teat of government. Because, as I mentioned, um, the Chicago Teachers Union is basically running the city of Chicago, and and we're going to continue to follow this story. Um, When we had Miley Smith on from Illinois Policy, we're going to continue to further this story because new reporting out of Illinois Policy and Austin Berg is that the CTU higher-up named Jackson Potter His mother magically has ponied up, or I should say his mother's law firm, and it's the other person involved in the law firm, but, you know, just a weird coincidence, magically is ponying up the money to, or the seed money, for Mayor Brandon Johnson, who happened to be one of the core members of CORE within CTU, his pet project for migrants right now, which is housing them in churches. 
you know, because we, we, we can't deal with the actual crisis that's going on. We just need to, well, we need to create opportunity from this crisis to grift some more. But here's what I'm talking about when it comes to this, folks. Here's the original crux of the matter. As Austin Berg points out, the $350,000 in seed funding for Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson's new effort to accelerate housing for migrants is coming from the law firm Fish Potter Bolanos. Potter, in that, is Robin Potter, the mother of Chicago Teachers Union Vice President Jackson Potter. The union was Johnson's largest financial backer. The Sun-Times reported Fish Potter Bolanos started uh, getting $1 million plus in legal work from the CTU after Jackson Potter's caucus took over the union back in 2010. Robin Potter's law firm infamously made $4 million on a discrimination case representing black Chicago public school teachers who were fired when their schools shut down. The teachers received an average of $12,700 each. As he points out, private philanthropy for social services is great. And I have said that for the longest time, by the way, that's me. But he continues saying, especially in this time of need, but it's important to recognize the source here and where they make their money. Now, there's more information here, folks. Again, Mayor Brandon Johnson's administration has teamed up with Chicago churches to accelerate efforts to house migrants. 17, just 17 parishes will each take in about 20 asylum seekers with the help of, that's right, folks, 20 with the help of $350,000 in donation from Fish Potter Bolanos Law Firm. Organizers hope the effort prompts more donations so additional parishes, parishes can be added. Now, um, it's interesting they use the word parish there because when you go through the 17 churches, almost none of them are Catholic, by the way. Like, there's one or two in this list, I believe, if, if I read it correctly. The vast majority of them are just churches. But that's how Catholic Chicago used to be, that when you think of church, you think of parish. But we continue on, because it's not just about that. How bad is the corruption here? Well, the union also, this is back to the story of of, uh, Robin Potter, Jackson Potter, CTU, Brandon Johnson, The union also paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to Robin Potter and Associates, a law firm owned by the mother of Jackson Potter, molded into Fish Potter Bolanos later on. A law firm owned by the mother of Jackson Potter, a Chicago uh, high school teacher turned CTU employee, who helped fund Lewis's coalition called CORE, the Caucus of Rank-and-File Educators. Since Lewis and her team took over the union's leadership in June of 2020, Robin Potter and Associates has been paid more than $1 million to handle discrimination cases and other matters involving teachers. Now, this all comes together with this next slide. Because in 2013 and 2014, the union paid more than $1.2 million to Robin Potter. So if we're doing the math, that's $1.2 plus $1 plus we know $4 million to another lawsuit. So we're talking about $6.2 million in total. But they paid Robin Potter $1.2 million in, and two other law firms, $361,000 um, to Robin Potter. 
500000 to Dodd, Blotch, and Bennett for bargaining issues, and then 361958 to Poltrick and Poltrick for employment law issues, the records show. It spent another 241000 on in-house lawyers. So we're adding all of this up. We're talking upwards of three-ish million in totality in 2013-14 alone. Robin Potter hadn't done a paid legal, has not done prior to this, prior to 2013, okay? Had not done paid legal work for the CTU before Lewis and her team took office, says Jesse Sharkey, the union's vice president. Sharkey replaced Jackson Potter on course slated candidates for union office after Jackson Potter dropped out of the 2010 union election amid a court fight over whether he was actually eligible. Sharkey says Jackson Potter's job as CTU staff coordinator has nothing to do with the payment to Potter's mother's law firm. Just out of the blue, you just so happen to pick Jackson Potter's mother's law firm, which then merged into what we see today. Just so happened, and then they got the most lucrative lawsuit. They literally had, I think it was 60 to 70%. Now, I will say this. The teachers that they represented were absolutely dumb as shit to sign that level of a contract with anybody. And I mean any lawyer. If you're if you're allowing your lawyer to take the majority of your proceeds, nah, brah, not going to happen. Okay. But in summary, CTU has at one point sued the taxpayers, right? Because that's who they were representing, right? In the case in which they won $4 million. They sue the taxpayers. They win. The mom and her lawyers take home the bulk of that settlement, leaving the poor teachers that they were representing really poor, I mean, peanuts, $12,700 a pop in this lawsuit. Then they turn around and they magically donate massive amounts of money to a taxpayer-funded program that just so happens to be CTU proxy, I mean Mayor Brandon Johnson's pet project of the moment. Nothing to see here. You are not getting screwed, Chicago. Your money is not just being laundered. Round and around and around the same group of grifters. Not at all. Totes above board. But again, folks, there's more to the story because this program is only going to house 350 people. 350 people. So if we're doing the math, that means $1,000 per person is going to this at 17 churches. Meanwhile, we're told that 1,200 people are still on the floors of Chicago police stations and at O'Hare International Airport. So that means 850 people are still in that category. And oh, by the way, over 100 every single day, 100 people every single day arrive here in Chicago as these waves of migrant um, people from the borders are being dispersed here. So we, we can't even process through what we're doing here. And, oh, we were told in the in August, okay, folks, we were told here, right here in my community, quite literally about less than 100 yards, maybe four, or 200 yards, I should say, from my front door to one of these shelters, that it was temporary housing, that it would eventually just go away. 
that it would be about five, six months or so. August, September, October, November. We're about five months in, and they're not going anywhere. They haven't been moved. They haven't been sheltered anywhere. More and more people come. And look, again, I'm not saying that these people deserve to be out on the streets or whatever else have you. It's not necessarily what I'm saying. What I am saying is that we, the taxpayer, have no recourse. You're just doing it to us. And literally, you're allowing people who took money from the taxpayer to launder it right back into the pet project of the current mayor from the old mayor. It's just recirculating. And what do we call that? That's just money laundering. That's literally the definition of this. This is grift beyond grift. And at the epicenter of it all is Brandon Johnson, is Stacey Davis Gates, Jackson Potter, and the Chicago Teachers Union. And I'll be damned if I'm going to continue allowing you to ruin the city I call home. So you bet your ass I'm going to be on your ass. CTU. $350,000 just magically going to a pet project because, you know, there's no benefit. They couldn't possibly, you know, have made that donation to make sure that um, they, they greased the wheels for any of these employment issues and lawsuits and things that are going to happen. And, oh, wait, the CTU isn't trying to negotiate again. Are Oh, and, and and they're not talking about more school closures. Oh. It couldn't possibly be that, you know, hey, this wink, wink, curries some favor. Nah. I, the grift in this country is unbelievable right now. And with that, folks, I hope you actually have a good day. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, and make sure you eat all of your meals today. As always, Matthew 547. And today, folks, is the Feast of St. Andrew. Yes, the, the saint I was actually named after, confirmed by both of my parents this morning, just to make sure. But um, so uh, take a day, take some time today. Say the prayer of St. Andrew. Look it up. St. Andrew's uh, Christmas Novena. With that, have yourselves a good rest of your day. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.